welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists that it is completely possible to have a great career in the arts. And if you ever want to tune in and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just check out the schedule over at facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. This episode features Arkansas-based street artist, Jason Jones. I was so excited to finally know who the artist was that created this giant, awesome piece of artwork in my hometown of Springfield, Missouri. (laughs) Jason painted this huge robot-style mural on a really large building in a popular development area, and from the first time I saw a photo of it, somebody actually sent me a photo of it, was like, look what's happening. From the first time I saw it, I was hooked. I thought, wow, I would have never thought to do that. And if you don't know Jason's style, just hop over to his Instagram. There's a link in the show notes of this. It's just, or you could just search Jason Jones because his style is just so different and so unique. And that's what really makes my head turn towards Jason. So I reached out a few weeks ago and connected with his lovely wife through email and we set it up for him to interview. And I mention this because in this interview, we talk about how Jason did all of the business tasks all on his own in the beginning and has now gotten to the point where he has an amazing team member, being his wife, to help him with everything except for painting. How awesome is that? (laughs) I think there are so many takeaways like this in this episode, but let me know what you think about this week's episode with Jason Jones. So if you could just kind of tell people a little bit about who you are, I know who you are, and a lot of the locals here know who you are, but we have a bunch of people that are uh, coming in from a little bit of everywhere. So just kind of give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to where you are. Yeah, great. Um, So I grew up just south of Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's kind of in the country, um, small town kind of stuff, but I always knew I wanted to do art. Um, That's ended up, that's what I went to school for. Um, I went to the University of Arkansas and just got an undergraduate degree in that. Um, that was in 2000. Um, then after that, you're kind of like, I'll do some construction <laughs> work, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, I, I had 
kind of a part-time construction job and my boss would let me come and go as I got kind of mural work or art gigs. Um, I did that for two years. And after two years, I, I got to a point where I could scrape by with just the art. Yeah. So since 2000, yeah, I've been, I've been doing murals and making since art. 2000. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so this spring marks 20 years. Wow. I've, I've been a working artist. You're a veteran. Dig. So you're, you're in Bentonville is what you said? I'm in Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Yeah. I live in Fayetteville. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So do you do a lot, most of your work around Fayetteville or do you travel like to places here like Missouri? And... Uh, most of it's been, um, kind of my local area, but this past year we've kind of decided to start spreading out. Um, so I've done some more traveling, uh, you know, I have a family and all of that. So it's kind of, <laughs> When you have kids, you know, it makes it kind of different for traveling and that can be difficult, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've always had work. There was about for the first 15 years or so I did a lot of like kids rooms was about a third of it. And then I did a lot of like, um, uh, like corporate kind of art. I'd paint backdrops and stuff for like Walmart vendors and things for like trade shows and then I did a lot of commercial stuff. Like I've actually done, I don't know if they're all still there, but I've done like 20 murals at the University of Arkansas in different buildings. And oh, wow. So, and then since then, I've kind of just went in the public art direction more. <laughs> So what what made you go in the in the public art direction more so than any other? Because I'm also in that direction, but I like that. I like to hear it from other artists. <clears throat> like why? I did all the kids' rooms and stuff, and I love doing that. But um, for my wife and I and my brother-in-law, we opened a little shop one time, and we sold like local handmade goods. We had that for a couple of years, and the property owner let me do a mural on the side of the building. Um, that was really my first big public thing. And I got more response from that than I did from the previous 15 years of doing stuff in homes. (laughs) There's just more eyes on it and an excitement about it. And I just really, I love that more people connected. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, with with me finding you too, it was a public art piece here in farmer's park. I was just like, Whoa, that's so big and beautiful and awesome. Like, so yeah, I, I could definitely see how that, that aspect is very luring and can get way more jobs than just kind of sitting in your studio. Yeah, definitely. Because um, you're there on site, like you're constantly meeting people. And I mean, I have people pull over the side of the road just to talk to you, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like a billboard for your art, too. It is, you know? yeah. A lot of people see it, and even if they don't know who painted it, like eventually they'll find out, or or eventually mm-hmm. they'll go up to the wall and like see who did it. And it's it's so funny too. Like I, I painted the large butterfly wings here in Springfield mm-hmm. d- downtown, and there's so many people that are like, "I love those wings, but I have no idea who painted it." I'm like, "My name is at the bottom." <laughs> like, yeah, it's I always put my name down there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the tag, yeah. Yeah, but it, it makes you recognized by people. So, and if if anything, instead of like having to like kind of pitch yourself to someone and be like, oh, this is what I do, and show them, like, pictures of the stuff that you do in-house. You can be like, oh, do you know that that one mural? And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it kind of yeah. gives you credibility in a way. Yeah. And another thing is with the public art, there's, um, I don't know, when I'm doing stuff in homes or for a business, it's like client-based ideas. 
Yeah. And, I, you know, when you get into more of the public art, it's just, I don't know, there you can you end up having more creative freedom. And I, I've done the stuff I'm most proud of has ended up being public pieces. For sure. So when it, this is kind of a little off the cuff, but um, whenever <clears> you go to create a, pub, a piece of public art and your stuff is just so unique and so cool and it gets it makes people look and think and talk and I think that's the best thing that a p public art piece can do and so where do you where did you come up with your style of like the robots with like the things and like <laughs> it's so cool uh you know I, I usually tell people I have like the brain of a 10 year old boy in a 44 year old body. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really know. Um, it, it comes from many directions. Of course there is some um, back and forth with the clients um, trying to get something that they're excited about too. Um, but I don't know. I always, when I do a public piece, it's always the first thing in my mind is like, how can I make something that like a child's going to be really excited about? I don't, I don't know why I always put that first. I know it's difficult to make all adults happy yeah. <laughs> sometimes. So it's like, True. I just aim for the kids. Um, mm. And I don't know if that maybe directs the style some, um, some of it too. is just for me, art's always been a bit of a therapy. I've always been kind of an anxious, nervous person. Um, yeah. And when I'm just making something really whimsical and happy, uh, that that kind of puts me in that mind frame and just helps me mentally. So, yes, I love that. You know, and I feel like I feel like your art. I didn't even really think kid when I when I look at it, but now that you say that, I'm like I could so see how kids would love that too. And it's almost just like connecting into all of our inner childs in a way, mm -hmm. and we're just like, oh, that's so cool, you know? Yeah. We're, we're all children, you know, that have been, like, forced to grow up in a way. And so anything yeah. that can bring us back, it's like, yeah, it's a win-win. Oh, man. Yeah. It just makes it more fun to paint them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I, I was looking on here. We had a comment, like, five, five minutes ago from somebody that said, um, Fayetteville appreciates you, Jason. So I just oh, wanted to well, mention that. <laughs> I appreciate Fayetteville. It's been very good to me. Being a working artist is a great place to be. It is. It is. I love Arkansas too, even though it's it's not too far, but just the hills in Arkansas and just the people and it's just great. Yeah. The, Everybody's so nice in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. The Ozarks are just great. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get to some of the questions. What makes up your typical work day and how many hours do you spend painting? Uh, it kind of just varies. I, I, I am a workaholic, I guess, when it comes to painting. Yeah. It still feels like play to me, so... I guess it's work, but it's still fun. <laughs> but yeah. It, it depends um, on kind of what I'm working on. Of course, on when I'm doing a mural, I'm just kind of like, I just take snack breaks and I'm working, con you know, like there's no, <laughs> I'm not doing anything else but working. But then when I'm working on proposals, you know, I kind of jump around. Um, yeah, it just kind of depends. Yeah. On what on the project, I guess, and how long I'm going, and for sure, I I think that's an answer that a lot of artists give. They're like, we don't have a typical work day, you know. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like you just take breaks when you can. You know, it's picked up a lot um, the past few years for me. So it's just get it when I can, and then and try to enjoy it when it's when I get a downtime. 
Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> it, it's definitely a feast or famine kind of a yeah. kind of an industry. Um, and I just want to mention too, I talked to your wife, and you said yeah. your, your wife is your manager. I could say she is. Yeah, she. Um, so a couple of years ago, she she quit her her office job. She worked for the University of Arkansas, um, and she has her master's in like child development, and she did kind of like wow. a research job. And she liked it, but I think, yeah, just the office life was, you know, she was just kind of getting, wanted a break from it. Yeah. <laughs> and we had gotten to a point where we saved money and everything and paid off debt. And we're like, let's, let's try this. Let's take a chance. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's been wonderful. Like it's relieved so much stress off me. She's really good and strong at the things that I'm not good and strong at. And I just have more time to focus on the creative side. And it's made a huge difference in just growing the business. That's amazing. And I know everybody watching and listening is going to be like, oh, man, I wish I could have, you know, a spouse that runs all the business side of things so, so that I, I could focus on art. And I just want to point out, too, like you've, you've been in this 20 years and eventually that happens. Yeah. Um, and it takes... Um, I don't know. The way I approached a lot of becoming an artist is kind of a backwards view. I think a lot of people create their art and then like, how can I get a lot of money for it? Where I came into the, when I started doing it, I kind of just made the decision like, I know I'm not going to make a lot of money and, you know, at least in the beginning. So I was just always like, how can I live off less? And we, mm. we just created a very simple lifestyle. Um, so we just don't, we don't spend much money and we're very content and happy and we get to do what we want. So. Exactly. I love that. I love hearing that too. Cause a lot of, a lot of with like social media nowadays, they see someone building a big house and doing this and going to this place. And you're just like, Oh, I want to do that too. But I love when you're, you're like, no, just sticking to your roots. And you know, I love what I do. I don't want to put pressure on my art. Mm -hmm. I, think that, I think that's a big thing too. A lot of people put too much pressure on their art and expect it to provide for them rather than just being like, I'm going to live simply and happy, which is the most important thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was a book my mom gave me right after college. I read it, it was called your, um, your money or your life. And it, it had a big impact on me. Um, I've probably read it five times since. Um, but yeah, it kind of comes down to that. Just like, I don't know, when you start weighing the external cost of like an office job and I don't know, you end up, I'm like, I make less money than if I worked in this office, but my, I'm happier in my lifestyle. Um, I spend less money <laughs> as an artist so it just makes financial sense for me to do what makes me happy and yeah. live simply. Yeah, for sure. And I think that would be a really good book for a lot of artists to read who are like making the jump into full time too. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are listening to this. They're like, how? They're like, I love art. How do I, you know, how do I do it for a living? And I think that's a really good point to start yeah. out. Like, don't expect it to right away. You know, you know, fill up how much money you're making at your current job. Like, just kind of live less. Yeah, and it's the still same even after doing it 20 years. I have it's still ups and downs. I have years I make more, some years I make less. Um, yeah. So you it, you just have to learn to save and you just ride it out. Then now I actually enjoy when I don't, if I have a downtime, <laughs> you know, before I would worry. And now I'm like, oh, we're cool. Like, oh, really? Oh, good. <laughs> like, we I. Have, <laughs> 
I, I hope I, I get to that point because I'm like, I try to chill out. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is nice. I'm like, but what if it doesn't pick up again? And then yeah. in two weeks it does, and I'm super busy again. And I'm like, why didn't I take advantage of and just relaxed? I think I've had enough of the ups and downs now that I just, I know it's going to get crazy again eventually. So I'm just like, cool, let's, <laughs> let's chill. <laughs> good, good. I, I love your mentality on just life so far that I've learned. Um, can you talk us through your painting process? Are there any methods or techniques that you've picked up through your years of experience? Do you project it? Because I project a lot of mine when it's big scale. Do you just draw it out? What is like? I just draw it out. It depends <laughs> on the space. Um, there's been a couple times I've used a projector when it's lettering, when I've had fonts just because I I'm not a I don't enjoy doing lettering that much hand you know yeah. it's just so tight and clean it, it's a but, different thing yeah, it's, yeah. It, it really is um but no I I tend to grid if it's a smaller wall I can usually freehand it mm -hmm. um but if it gets to a certain scale yeah I just I grid things out yeah um but yeah I most of my techniques and stuff I've learned, I mean, I started doing this before YouTube and podcasts. <laughs> so, and they don't teach you anything like that. When I went to school, um, as far as mural wise, it was just like traditional oil painting on canvas kind of stuff. So I, I, I picked up a lot of stuff from house painters and it was just kind of all over the place. And like, yeah. I don't know, I'd just try something and figure it out. To figure out what worked i got into spray guns basically a house painter let me use one of theirs <laughs> and then i was hooked on that you know for basically ever um yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you, you use a lot of spray paint or brush paint? i don't use spray paint i oh. use i have uh i i bought an hvlp gun it's a high pressure low volume it's kind of a gravity um i use it a lot i do a lot of like Fade, back, background fades and drop shadows and things and I I'll use that and then I have an airless sprayer and I use rollers brushes but yeah I've never picked up spray paint <laughs> a little uh, bit of everything so lot. do you use um your airless more than you use a brush uh it so I'd say it's pretty 50 50 it just depends on what part i'm working on and what the look you know if i want soft edges i'll use the spray gun you know if i want some clean tight trim part you know i'll use brush but i jump back and forth very cool i i love to hear that just because it's it's so different you know like then not a lot of people will think of that and yeah and, go, go I, ahead sorry sorry <laughs> i i do yeah, with the spray gun, I do a lot of stuff. People don't really, it's like subtle. Like people don't see it. Like I think like the one you saw or the two that I've done in Springfield, like I worked with the color of the buildings, but I did a whole fade in the background. So it's like you don't notice it right off the bat, but like the, the mural with the robot fades from like a dark gray almost to a white across the whole wall. Oh. And then there's a drop shadow. Which it adds this little subtle element. I do that oh, yeah. with almost all my murals. Um, but yeah, most people, I'll spend a week just working on the fade. No one notices it most of the time. But it yeah. is this little something that, I don't know, um, adds an extra element to 
For sure. I'm going to pay attention to that the next time I drive past that. I love that. Because the first thing I see, really, as an artist is your shadow. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that shadow is so good. And it adds so much just 3D effect to it. Well, even the shadows, because there's a gradient on the background, I have to change the shadow. So the color of the shadow is a gradient, too. I didn't make it real strong, but you'll notice the shadow fades as it gets into the darker background. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah. Also, how do you mix your shadows? Because, like, the fr- the first thing, whenever I see a painting like that, and I'm like, oh, that's so good. I wonder how I did it. Um, uh, so, like, the shadow, because, like, my fr- <clears throat> my first thing was would be, like, to take the wall color and add a little mm-hmm. bit of black. Um, what do you do? Yeah, that's basically what I do. I mean, I don't always use black. Sometimes if I want it to be a warm feel, I'll add, like, a little, like, dark umber color or cool i'll add like a bluish color um but yeah it's kind of similar um yeah i i always like for my work to blend with the surrounding so i always work with the colors that are already in in the environment or on the wall for sure how long did it take you to do that that robot that's here at farmer's park uh you know, it took longer than I wanted because I had like everything issues <laughs> with the wind and the lift broke down. I lost oh. some days. Um, yeah, I was there, I think about two, maybe a little over two weeks, but actual painting it was probably a little over a week. But okay. yeah, the, I actually, my lift, that was the first time I've had a lift breakdown on me. And it was like Saturday at like, <laughs> almost like six o'clock and I had 10% of battery life on my phone. And fortunately I wasn't very high so I could climb down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was yeah. only maybe, I don't know. The bottom of the lift was maybe 12 feet up. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, crap, no one's around, you know, because it's like late afternoon, but uh, I don't know. It worked out. They had to order parts. So I lost several days. <laughs> waiting for him to fix the lift um but then yeah also i had i had real issues with the wind there because i do the spraying it was so windy right there i was getting real bad overspray so that yeah don't look at that mural for my cleanest gradient because i would not even notice but (laughs) it's yeah that's so but, interesting. Okay. And yeah, cause it, it could, I imagine it could be like a wind tunnel kind of a thing. Yeah. I don't know. There's like the freeway right next to it and it's kind of open, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, and then I was worried about getting overspray and there's like lots of nice cars right down below me. So, which I've had that happen too. It can be oh, dealing with. You've had that happen? One time it wasn't bad and it was just one car and they busted out like it didn't. It was no big deal. And it was a car that was part, I mean, I would say two football fields away. It wasn't like, like it was, yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Unexpected. I've had, I've had uh, people basically tell me stories about stuff like that. Cause I, when I, I, I just bought my airless sprayer last summer and they were like, now be careful. Like just, you gotta be so careful, especially uh, do you paint in acrylic or oil? I use acrylic. Okay, yeah. So I would think that whenever the airless, when it goes up into the wind, it kind of dries. But mm-hmm. guess I will. And I water, you know, if you're with the airless sprayer, it'll do really thick stuff. Um, with the 
the smaller spray guns that I use, I have to water it down some, just to get it thinner to go through. Uh, so I, I don't know if it just, the paint's more wet, doesn't dry as quickly or. Yeah. Plus I'm like really standing away trying to feather, you know, the paint yeah. on their thin. So a lot of it's going into the air. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It, it, I feel like I just want to point out, too, those are the things that artists that paint at home don't have to worry about. <laughs> it's like things that muralists have to worry about. And you mentioned earlier that you were, uh, you learned from house painters. And sometimes I feel like I'm a house painter because we go and get the same supplies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I felt like that's what I was in the beginning because, I don't know, it wasn't a thing here, you know, in Arkansas. <laughs> so it was just like, well, I'm painting in houses and that's i'm using rollers <laughs> so you know so yeah it, it I, really does feel like that i I've, I've, I've thought about that like if if business for some reason goes slow and doesn't pick up i'm like i can always house paint <laughs> yeah there's always people always ask me to do it too they're like can you like i have a wall in my home but i just need it white can you i'm like no <laughs> like uh, but i can recommend someone <laughs> Yeah, okay. So what is the one thing you don't like to paint without? Uh, I would say a plan. Like, Ooh, I'm not good. one of those guys that I've met a couple people that can just walk up to a wall and wing it. That's not me. That's not in my deck of cards. I, I, I like to have, I don't know. I guess be part of it is just you're out working in public. I don't want to I want to do the struggle before I get to the wall, <laughs> you yes. know, and then just have it go smooth. Cause there's so many things that can, you know, go astray. Um, it's nice to have a plan for me. For sure. For sure. And have, have you always done that or have you learned that the hard way? Cause my next question is, are there any art lessons you've learned the hard way? Oh I, yeah. I mean, I feel there's so many lessons. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still learning them. You know, it's, yeah. um, I don't, yeah. I mean, I've always just had a plan and just, I'm type a, so I just like work it out and I want the client to be happy and make things go smooth. So painting wise, everything's have, has went really well for me. Um, business wise, I've had to really learn like that just doesn't come natural to me. Just, mm -hmm the emailing and the trying. <laughs> so I, I, you know, the whole money part, I've had to kind of learn networking and all of that stuff. So that's been kind of, you know, I've learned to take the sketch fees and, you know, deposits. It took me a long time to kind of figure that end out, like the business side. It's just trial and error. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's part, part of the reason why I started this Artist Academy podcast and all of that is because I think an, an artist's natural element is at a canvas, you know, sitting by yeah. ourselves. Like, we're, we're introverts, mostly I am. And so we just kind of, like, we like being by ourselves. We don't want to network. We don't want to, <laughs> like, I don't even want to send an email some days. Very <laughs> much, yeah. And I'm so yeah. lucky now I have my wife. She does uh, all the emailing and Oh, yes. it's wonderful. Oh, and I bet she's wonderful at that, too, with her experience. She's so in good at it. I could spend two hours on an email where she can spend seriously like five minutes, and it's 12 times better than anything I ever could have wrote. And I'm like, <laughs> how do you do that? Like, it's, so, it's great. I love that. I love that. So um, do you have a favorite past project? 
Ah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I have several things I've done I've been really proud of. You know, I've the past few years I've done a couple of the like the mural festivals. Um, they're so much fun. I mean, they're not like a thing, a money making thing, but yeah. you go and there's all these other artists and there's this amazing energy and I, that's that's been some of my favorite stuff. Um, I did the, the Fayetteville had a one that was called the green candy a few years back. And I applied to that and got into that one. It yeah. was one of my favorite projects. Cool. Um, so a mural festival, we're actually planning one here in Springfield. One of my friends, Meg is trying to plan it, but that's really the first that I've ever had experience with like knowing anything about them. Um, are so I imagine so Bentonville and Fayetteville and that especially Bentonville they have a big like art scene mm -hmm. um how does that process work if someone like if someone heard you say like that since that was one of your favorite projects they're like oh I want to do that do you just search online is it just a google search to find one do you know there I mean there's a whole mural circuit I mean it's a thing there's just artists that's all they do is just travel around the world um you know, I know a little bit about that world, not much. I I just haven't traveled that much. So the mural festivals I've done have kind of been regional for me um, in the area. But I think you can just, the best way is just kind of reaching out and, you know, sending out your work or whatever, you know, getting in an email or contacting them is kind of what I understand of getting in with them. Yeah. Um, they don't, they're, they're not much of a money-making thing, but they're amazing at getting exposure. Um, you know, every time I've done stuff, it's led to other stuff. Yeah. From cool. the festivals. Good to know. Good to yeah, know. and you should check out the, it's the Fort Smith. They have the Unexpected. Um, they, they, it's called the Unexpected Mural Festival. They've done it for five years, and I've, I've always just volunteered and I've gotten to be an assistant. Um, yeah, it, you would love it. They've, they've got the, like the best of the best. They, there's a, the curator, she's, it's just kids. Um, she's from France and has all these connections to these amazing artists and brought them all here. So that's really, I've learned a lot through that. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely check that out. You've inspired me to, apply for a mural festival either here or close to here somewhere. yeah <laughs> awesome okay so what are your future art plans and goals what's in the works um i mean this year we have quite a bit planned out already uh it's mainly just it's been the past few years i've just really wanted to focus on doing gaining artistic freedom <laughs> Yeah. in my public work so that's kind of the direction I'm going now because because I've done so many years of just client-based stuff um so yeah we're, we're working on maybe doing another mural this summer in my hometown here there may be another one in Springfield actually later in the summer yes um <laughs> We need more street art. Like Springfield is still a blank canvas. There's hardly anything here. And so Yeah, that's yeah. kinda how it was here and then it's just kind of partly because of the unexpected and then I've I've really tried to do lots of stuff in our area. But yeah, kinda just you build a market for it. Yeah. 
you show people, you know, what's possible, and then other yeah, people kind of build explodes. upon that. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, cool. Also, and I, yeah, I totally get how I'm, and a lot of artists too. Like, especially when you're starting out, you know, you get a lot of commissions from other people, and it's other people's ideas, and you're like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, like sure, like I'll paint as long as it's money, I'll paint. <laughs> and you eventually kind of get burnt out on that of like, mm -hmm. okay, I kind of want to paint what I want to paint now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, definitely. So my last question on here, and then I will let you get back to painting, is is there any advice that you would give artists who want to make art their full-time career but just don't know where to start? Um, I guess my first advice was, yeah, maybe read that book I was talking about. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that was a huge um, what, what is it again? Uh, it's called Your Money or Your Life. Okay. And... I know for a while it had like a cult following among a lot of artists just because it was so relevant to artists. <laughs> I mean, it's relevant to anyone, but yeah, I would say like learn to be content, you know, and just make what you want to make, you know, as much as you can um, and be patient. It takes a while. You know, I, I feel like I'm still not as good as I can be. And you just, you got to put in that whatever 10,000 hours, you know, to, yeah. It takes it takes a lot of patience to get where you feel good and Definitely. people are excited about your work. For sure, and I love I love that just throughout this thing you you just kept saying that you're still learning too, and because a lot of the veteran artists that I've met too, like I'm like when I was like fresh in it, I'm like, hi, I'm new, like I'm still learning, and they're like, me too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's yeah, cool. <laughs> and it's new lessons every year. <laughs> I think. You know, because in the beginning, you're like, well, how do I get clients? How do I do this? And then now, like, now I have clients and it's like, how do I get the clients I want? Or how do I have a work-life balance? How do, you know, it's always constantly in motion and changing. So, yeah, yeah it's a I'm, learning experience. I'm just nodding my head throughout the whole thing. <laughs> like, yes. It's like, yeah, you, you, want, you want a bunch of clients and you're like, yeah, I, I want to do this full time. And then you're like okay, I can't breathe. And then it's like, okay, it comes back. Yeah. And, it's just, yeah. and then you get it and you get the FOMO stuff where you're like, what if it goes away? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still in that. I'm like, you know, things are good, but like, what if? Like, yeah. what if? It's just, it's with the whole working for yourself thing. There's so many good aspects of it, but then it's just, there's so many like things. There's just so, so many things. Yes. And yeah, yeah. the one Thing we deal with now is like how do I shut it off at night like to go to sleep <laughs> you know, because it, it and that's the same at any small business it never leaves your head you know it's just mm -hmm. constant work but yeah yeah I just took like almost a month off and like it took a while for me to be like okay don't don't think about work don't think about work just think about getting married because I just got married yeah and, congratulations <laughs> thank you yeah and now I'm back and I'm like okay good I'm like I'm ready to be productive <laughs> again because like if I don't work nothing's coming in yeah <laughs> so yeah but yeah okay thank you so much for taking well, the time you. out of your morning yes I loved our conversation and just how transparent you were and just I love talking to a veteran muralist about <laughs> just all the things and I think there's so many little tips of advice that you've given to future artists or current artists who are just kind of just starting out and I think a lot of people will take away a lot from this so thank you so much for well thank coming. you yeah, yeah. No <laughs>
<laughs> well, I am off to do some painting as well, as, as are you. So let's stay yeah. in touch on Instagram. Right. And I will send you the link. This will be aired exactly a week from today. And I'll send you links for everything awesome. for, on the podcast. But, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you All again. Right. Talk to you later. Yeah. yeah. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am at art by Andrea Earhart. I will then promote your art on my story and tag you as a little thank you for helping me grow this podcast and our Artist Academy community. I have a reach of over 50,000 on Instagram. So this is a little help me to help you incentive. Also, if you ever want your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy to check out the schedule every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you next week.